I'm Hillary. And I'm Sandra. And this week on the Quick and the Dirty podcast, did you know that there is an app for orgasms? Tell me more, Hillary. (laughs) We found this amazing project between some students at the University of Montreal and the National Film Board of Canada, and it's all about the clit. And it has the greatest name for a game ever, simply called Clit Me. Hillary and I may actually break a world record for the number of times we use the word clitoris or clit. (laughs) Yes, we're going to have Mo, part of the team that developed the app, talk with us in just a little bit. The Quick and the Dirty Podcast with Hillary Welch and Sandra Plagakis. I think we need to have a conversation about dirty talk. Yes, we do, Hillary. (laughs) It's something we've never really broached on the Quick and the Dirty podcast, which seems ridiculous because it's basically what we're all about. I feel like we could actually power an entire podcast on this subject, but uh, let's start with baby steps, shall we? Baby steps, because you have to when it's dirty talk. Do you find it as awkward to work dirty talk into your sex life as I do? Um, Well, yes, because it's something gradual, and I feel like Dirty talk is, it's a, it's, it's a very black and white issue. You're either all in or you're all out. You know is what I mean? It? And dirty talk, yeah, I feel like dirty talk, if done improperly, can be a complete turnoff. Like, <laughs> you've you got to know how goes, to do it. Uh, just make love to me. Yeah, yeah, I'm out. Get off me. <laughs> Get off me. If you say we're going to make love, I can't do that. Some people, that is dirty talk because everybody has their level of comfort along the way. So one thing that uh, I am guilty of is being shy off the get-go in a new relationship. Like when I met my boyfriend and we waited a really long time to start the sex life part of our relationship. And by that point, I already liked him too much to take a risk. And I think that's where things went wrong. Were you afraid that you'd like have them in a passionate moment and then you would just say something completely (laughs) off-putting? Well, something that he wasn't into. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, well, that's true. Like you have to. You're right. I don't know if you can just like open with dirty talk. (laughs) Right. Like it's a gradual thing. You got to figure out what your partner likes. Right. But how do you do that without totally embarrassing yourself? Because, uh, I mean, some people are like mutes in bed. Not naming any names. No names on my end either, Hillary. (laughs) Let's just say one of us is very vocal and the other one doesn't, not a peep. Not a peep. But it's sort of like, I think that talking in bed sort of transfers to real life. Like in my relationship, I do all the talking. In fact, I never (laughs) shut up. So it's it's you're only being true to yourself in the sack, right? Right. But uh, I'm also aware that in real life, I always take things a little too far and I'm not all that sensitive or politically correct. <laughs> so where are you going with this, Hills? Is is dirty talk working in it? Okay, I know that it's sensitive and you, you just don't want to get too I don't want to give away all my secrets. No, of my course moves. not. But you, but you have some dirty talk moves. Like, do you have right. an A game that you roll out? <sighs> Not really. I'm more of a moaner. <laughs> that, is that dirty talk? I don't know. It's vocal. Um, it's part of it. Right. Okay. Right. The sounds are part of it. Well, the thing is, like, I love my guy so much, but he is, I can't even tell him he's sexy without him going, shh. <laughs> Maybe he's just so concerned that I'll have, like, the best dirty talk of all and he won't be able to contain himself. 
I know many men, and, and that you're on to something there, because I know a lot of guys who, of course, we all have inappropriate conversations, have <laughs> said. Yeah, oh, yeah, all the time. So they, they will tell me, like, as soon as a girl pulls that dirty talk, they're done. Like, that's just like, yes! <laughs> so maybe that he's just trying to, you know, pr- right. prolong what he just if he you pull it out. Game what too are we fast. Doing, huh? Oh my God, this is so bad. What I'm saying. So if you if you if you do the A game too quickly, that he's just right. he's going to finish too quickly. So like what? Do I put in headphones and listen to other people's dirty talk? <laughs> so don't guys? Hear? But don't guys do that? They think about sports, right? So you just have the internal conversation, like when I'm really hard on myself and I like break down my self confidence. I'll do that, but with like dirty talk. <laughs> For me, dirty talk is like. Uh, that is that is my that is my time. I love it, love it, love it, love it, and that's my finish. You've got to say it to me for me to finish, right? Because because you touching me isn't going to do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! But don't you worry. Like the thing is, it's not something we've really gotten into, and I'm always worried I'm going to say the wrong thing and shut it right down, and that the opinion of me will go down the toilet with it. Like, oh, oh mm. wow, you like that? Like, <laughs> that, if what's you wrong with you? Have we learned nothing on this podcast, Hillary? Communicating is the, the most important part. You can't not <laughs> say what you like. You can't not, you can't hold back. Like, if, you're, if you want to be a freak in the sheets, girl, be a freak in the sheets. Do it. <laughs> but you have to find someone who also wants to freak with you. Well, that's also part of it. As somebody who's been married for 100 years, I will say that my husband has literally, and you know, you've got to have a thick skin, so to speak, because he makes faces at me when I say the wrong thing. It'll be like, and he looks like legit annoyed. It's like, shut your mouth, woman. I'm trying to so do this. no different from when you're not in the sack. Exactly. Just stop talking. He just he, he's rolled his eyes at me in bed. He scowled like, shut up. And I, I'm just like, doing it so much. Oh, my God. I feel like I've said too much. This is too bad. Oh, my God. I'm glad my kids are listening to this. All right. Well, we're going to learn some stuff today on the podcast that's going to help with the other side of the sack. So Sandra and I have discovered this amazing little app. It was a uh, a joint effort between the National Film Board and some students out of Montreal uh, of different sorts who have been working uh, to make this app to help with the orgasm gap. The app is called Clit Me, also the greatest name for a game I've ever heard of. (laughs) And you can just imagine, like, the fact that the NFB is part of this is awesome. And those students probably had the greatest time of their lives making this app, which is essentially an interactive game of a clit avatar that you rub and you play with and you basically get off. And in the process, uh, there are some little educational tidbits about the clitoris along the way. And it's awesome. Right. It's like a clit Tamagotchi. You gotta keep it alive. You gotta keep it alive. You gotta feed it. You gotta touch it and pet it. Yep. And it teaches you all sorts of stuff. So you open this game and it's got these cute little arrows and some cute music. And it reminds you right off the bat to remember that consent is a prerequisite for fun times in the sack. Perfect way to start. Right. And then you get to the little avatar. It's super cute. It's like a cartoon. And quite honestly, I didn't even know a clitoris was this shape. It's oh, got I had like, no idea. I, 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 I didn't know. I, I, I thought that was just, at first I thought, well, maybe it's the tip of it is what they're talking about and the rest are the roots. 
Right. Like, I don't know. So I think it is. It's got, like, really long arms and long legs. And I think those nerves wrap around your hoo-ha. That's right. <laughs> That's exactly right. I mean, you don't think of a clit being that big and that shape, but you're right. So that right on the get-go, it's educational. It's like, I did not know that. Right. And then it goes through these little uh, ideas of different ways you can rub it. So it starts with rubbing it down in little swipes, and yeah. then you make circles. Those are nice. And then, <laughs> you, <laughs> and then you tap it, and it makes these cute little giggles. Oh, so cute. <laughs> Mine didn't giggle every time I tapped it. Mine was in distress because I was aggressively <laughs> trying to get there. I, Why I, won't you go off? <laughs> Let's do it. And, and you know what I also love is that the color in the background changes. Right? So as, as you're sort of getting there, the expression of your clit is sort of helping you along. But then the color tells you you're getting there. You're getting there. So well, then you start your little finger starts to like work it even harder <laughs> to get to where you want to go, Did which you is feel great. weird? Playing with this little app because it's so cute. Last night. I mean, last night, that's like I I went into my bed and I just opened the app and I just sat there laughing my head off playing with my little clit. (laughs) And it was was, very relaxing. But I was invested. Like I was invested in getting it off. Really. (laughs) (laughs) You need some more stuff in your life. (laughs) <laughs> I just, or maybe I'm competitive. Do you right. know what I mean? And I didn't want to let my clit down. Just, but I don't know what it is. There's some really great facts about uh, about the orgasm gap, which I don't think a lot of people realize. Well, I'm sure you do because you've had sex with your partner if you're a female and you probably don't get off every time. Let's be honest. But it also, the orgasm gap is really about when you, it, it exists in all, in most relationships, I think, but at the start of a relationship, it's especially concerning because it's like 62% of women are getting off and 85% of men. What's that all about? Yeah, that's not fair. That's not fair. (laughs) I demand a recount. This whole whole podcast is like, oh, that's not fair. We deserve it too. Absolutely. So we're going to talk about the, the orgasm gap and what it means and what it means for a modern woman in 2019. Huh. Huh. Well, how old were you when you started to learn what you like? Oh, hey, hey, uh, hey now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just curious. No, no, it's a fair question. I have to, uh, I don't know how old I was, but I remember reading um, a Judy Bloom book. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember what it was called. But in that book, she talks, there's a description of, I think it's a, I think it was the book Forever. And it was scandalous at the time. And it was a story about young love and the first time they had sex. And in the book, uh, the girl, like, learns about orgasms and getting off and sexual pleasure. And that was the first time I even heard about that. Like, I'd never even, I didn't even know. But but Well, because it's just never been a priority. I think, like, our sex ed's probably somewhat similar. Don't get pregnant. Don't get a disease. That's right. Don't be that's a dirty exactly girl. Right. My mom like. handed me a book when I was. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Don't be a slut. That's what they taught us as young girls, di- didn't they? Pretty much. Yeah. That's pretty much it. And my mom handed me a book, and it was on sex ed, and there was nothing about it was uh, in in there was about female pleasure. So I read that Judy Bloom book. I I I, I picked up on what she was doing. So I must have been about twelve or thirteen mm-hmm. when I when I finally discovered orgasms. Right. And but but did it was like, a long. Did you discover them? Or yeah, I did. Yeah, I had a good time. <laughs> and I had a great time. And then I was in my, oh God, I was like 21 the first time I had one with a guy. It was, but, and so 
I'd had more. I, he wasn't my first, but it was a while before I got there with a the guy, a long while. So this orgasm gap is real, but a lot of it has to do with just not it, education. Like guys, they don't care about when you're a teen, teenage guy. Do you really care about getting her off? But nobody taught them that that was a thing either. Because if That's they're right. not teaching us and our, we have the body. And we don't learn it's a thing. How can we expect a guy to know that it's a thing? That's fair. So what about you? When did you first discover the big O? Wow. Uh, I don't think I got there for a while, but I can remember like being in my teens and doing a little exploring and being like, that feels funny and kind of like I have to pee. But like... <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll keep going. Right. <laughs> I'm going to see this through and see what happens. <laughs> but like, I, I think I must have been into my 20s. Before you had one alone or had one with a partner? Either. Wow. Like, it just wasn't a thing. But what about education? Did you know what it, when did you know what it was? Uh, God, it must have been in my 20s and it was probably on the internet, like <laughs> ICQ. No. <laughs> so you, you really didn't even know about or- female orgasms no, until? not at so- all. Like, I, I lived a pretty sheltered life. Like, my sex talk was, uh, it's, you know how babies are made? Yep. Don't mess your life up. I'm not fixing it. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. So, pretty much like everybody else's. Right. So, I, I, it was much later, for sure. I mean, I uh, to be honest, I was a late bloomer. I didn't have my first partner until I was nearly 20 anyway. Same. I was very late too. I, I I consider myself to be a late bloomer, uh, but yeah, I just I had a I was like a one woman party for a long time. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> well, why not, right? And I just I remember not. I mean, I don't want to get into all of the the business about my first time and everything. I feel like there's a podcast in that. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I I kind of want to do a podcast where we do a round table and talk about our first time. That one would be day. hilarious. Mine was I a think- disaster. <laughs> Mine was, I was just, I was on the clock because I was meeting a girlfriend after. Oh, classic. (laughs) Classic. So, so, but it all leads us to this whole orgasm gap. This week's guest uh, is, has been involved in a clit me. Please welcome to the Quick and the Dirty podcast today, Mode Frazier. Yay! <laughs> Hi, girls. Hello. Hi. So, Mode, where are you right now? Just so people know that you're not in studio with us. Uh, I'm right now. I'm in Toronto, which is uh, my new home for uh, the next uh, couple weeks, and then uh, yeah, I'll be heading back to Montreal later that month. But right now, I'm living in Toronto. Cool. So you are spreading the good word about the clitoris in Toronto? Yeah, I'm trying to. (laughs) So, Maude, how did this project start? So, yeah, it's uh, it it was an internship. So um, it's a collaboration between the NFB, the National Film Film Board, and uh, Université du Québec à Montréal. And so we were eight students from a different background. So we were three from journalistic background. There was one from a TV background that was here to like uh, lead the project. Louis and Catherine who were in the graphic design and there were two people from uh, interactive media. So the, what you're saying is that the clitoris brought you all together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but in the first day of this internship, we all had to come up with an idea. 
and uh, one one of the girls, Leah, from from a journalistic background as well, uh, she came up with that idea about women's sexual health, which is a very broad subject. And um, by the end of the day, we like kind of focused on the fact that um, that woman's sexual satisfaction was actually a part of woman's sexual health. Because when we are talked about women's sexual health, it's usually about the fact of not having babies. <laughs> right. Know, like, just like knowing your menstrual like cycle and uh, having safe sex. But there, there's nobody really talks to us about the fact that it's supposed to be fun as well. <laughs> and yeah. So and it's supposed to, to feel good, yeah. So that obviously led you to learn more about something called the orgasm gap. What is the orgasm gap? Uh, It's, there is, okay, so people in studies, studies showed that, like, if you ask men, heterosexual men, um, if they had orgasm, like, in their last relation, uh, sexual relation, uh, 85% of men recall having one, and only 62 women do uh, sexy uh, heterosexual woman and uh, if you ask lesbian they they have like 75% of them say they had orgasm so and even other studies show like a wider gap something something like uh, 95% of men having orgasm and only 65% of women having like orgasm mm-hmm. so so yeah, there's like a this disparity between how men enjoy their sex life and how women does. And we think that it's probably because um Let's be honest, men have no idea how to touch us. <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> like, See, I would like to know how many men even know there's a clit because I bet I bet you the number is way higher than we think. And yeah, and like uh, the the heterosexual sex life is still kind of centered about the male organs and like the penetration. And while others research found that only like 25% of women were having orgasm while being penetrated and that like only 11% of them, no, it's 18% of them uh, report that vaginal penetration was alone like only vaginal penetration alone during intercourse was sufficient for our orgasm and so yeah we see that there's maybe the way we think about sexuality like heterosexual intercourse is not uh really making women enjoy it and other studies uh one what was conducted by oh my god yes i don't know if you heard of that uh, website it's actually amazing it's like all right that. you've got my attention <laughs> yes it's like it's a web platform they actually won an award i think like two years back because it's uh it's really impressive it's a they were they were also the first one who conduct a study with american women about just the actual way they the women liked to be touched so they just asked them if you're stimulating your clitoris, what do you like? Do you like circle rotation? Do you like to like one side more than another side or like stuff like that? And it was the first time it was asked in a, in a, in a scientific research. 
and they did like this whole platform which is kind of giving class <laughs> to, to people who go on on the website because it is showing they are like women showing what what they like it's what, but it's, it's very specific it, that's that's i'm only shocked that you're telling me that this only started two years ago that they really started to scientifically understand how to give a woman an orgasm uh, i think i think the study was conducted like a bit before that i i don't have the right but right but fairly recent though but, but yeah i think that website was up uh like yeah two two or three years ago but and it, it was amazing because we we actually got inspired by those research for the movements we like and, and we put on our app. But yeah, and so yeah, but our app is really our game isn't like so graphic as oh my god yes is. <laughs> if you go on it, it's like it's really straightforward. And at the end of each chapter, you have like a. You have like a vulva on your on your phone or on your uh, yeah. So phone. I'm looking at it yeah. now, and when you first go to the site, clipme.nfb.ca, that's the English version. You yeah. click on the little arrow and you move forward, and it reminds you about consent and how important that is. And then you move forward, and you have a picture of a clitoris. And it's not just what you see on the outside of the body; it's what's underneath as well, right? Yes, because if you ask like people about clitoris, they they often think about you. You see, like the, the little button, the kind of like the mouth we used to have on old blackberries. <laughs> and this is how people <laughs> think funny. about the clitoris. And uh, this is only the part we see because it actually goes inside, and it could be like up to like eleven centimeter. And Whoa. the first treaty representation of it was only made in 2015, which is like not really far ago. And we learned that uh, the part that we see is actually the, the gland, the head, and there are roots inside that are called the crust and the bulb of vestibule. And those parts are kind of like molding the entrance of the, of the vagina. And they're like, yeah. they give it a little hug. They wrap around. <laughs> they yeah, do, but you know, I have to say that when you get on, when you first get on it, I my favorite last night was when I was replaying the game. Is that you get to customize your clitoris, and uh, yes. that you can put a face on it, you can put a hat on it, you can put <laughs> hair on it. The fact that this this clitoral avatar is totally you. It's so cute. It is. I gave mine a happy face. I want you to know a nice eyelashes. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that one was and yeah, the little and, beanie hat <laughs> we wanted to like create a kind of um, a cared relationship and we wanted to and th this part is a way to say that um that every clitoris is different and that every sexuality is different and like maybe and like some women don't even have a clitoris like we just right. wanted to like create something the person could relate to while learning about the clitoris. And we wanted to create this intimate like relationship between the user and his avatar. Because is, uh, how Sandra might like to be touched could be different from the way I like to be touched or you like to be touched. Yeah. And also there's no like secret recipe. It's not like you, you see, because we, we tend to be like in kind of a middle of those, Two different conception. One being like, oh, um, woman 
orgasm is just like a myth. <laughs> it's a mythical creature that only happens if like all the stars are aligned in a certain way. It's not. <laughs> That's because really most men don't know how to achieve it. They've never actually seen it. <laughs> Yeah, but like, it, <laughs> they, no, they haven't. And you know, and people, that get. I, I just wonder when the first thing I thought of when I saw this game is why don't you put this game in the hands of every sixteen-year-old boy so they get a good understanding or girl for that matter. Everybody should have this game and and just to learn about female sexual satisfaction. Like, why isn't this taught in sex ed? Because I don't remember learning about this stuff. I don't remember learning anything, and it's not fair because guys' organs, sexual organs, it's pretty self-explanatory what you do with it. It's got, like, mm-hmm. visually, it's very clear what's supposed to be done, right? right. Mm-hmm. But it's not the same for women. No, and, it, it, it like, there has been, like, a taboo about, about it and about, like, a, the fact that it's supposed to be fun and, like, the clitoris was like erased and then like misunderstood so much and we think that it's actually it's actually a fact science proved that women who um are more aware of their own sexuality like know more about uh yeah have like a better sex life Absolutely. And taking control of your sexuality is important. And I wonder if that's one of the reasons why there's such why there is an orgasm gap when couples first have sex. Is it because, A, the guy isn't interested in pleasing the woman or is part of it that a woman isn't taking control of her own sexuality, if that makes sense? Yeah, I I wouldn't really know about that. Like, but I think it's like kind of the boat of it because uh Communication is like the, the, it's super important in like having a nice sexual relation. And um, if you don't really know what you enjoy yourself and like how, how do you like things to be, how can you communicate it to someone else? And, but also there's like this conception of, um, of sexual, heterosexual like relationship that is really based around like the penis and the male or ga- or dance. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it's a bit of both. Well, because it's easy to deal with the guy's stuff, but it's <laughs> it's invisible, right? You have physical cues with a guy that you wouldn't necessarily have with female genitalia. Um, yes and no, because yeah, I'm, it's true that like most part of the clitoris is inside so you can't really see it but like there's still a part that is outside that as like um the the end of the clitoris is actually like i think it's eight i don't want eight thousand like terminal ending mm-hmm. wow that's a nice word yeah that's <laughs> and impressive so, and the only purpose of that organ is to is sexual pleasure it's the only organ in like the the body, the human body, that is only purpose is sexual pleasure. How did you come up with the cute little voices that go with the little clitoris? <laughs> In fact, uh, yeah, because the um, the treaty representation, if if you look at it and you think about it, there's like an ad. There are like two uh, two cross and two two bulb, and if you look at it, it it does have like kind of a humanoid. Form. And for us, it was really easy to um, 
to create like our little character, our little creature that we put put on the game. And so uh, the clitoris itself, the avatar you're playing with, is actually made of Play-Doh and animated with stop motion. And we, it's kind of like the whole aesthetic is kind of out there. It's kind, it's a bit like, it's a bit off, but. Yeah, it's kind of weird, and so we wanted to create like a universe that would take you somewhere else that isn't like um, something super like in your face. This is like your this is a clitoris, and like this is going into like a body part you, we don't like to see too much in your face, or like some people. So you are like, aware that some parents or kids might be uncomfortable with the fact that it's very sort of clinical and out there and sexual. So you made it cute and cuddly and it ha- made it have a really adorable voice. It like it wasn't because we were like afraid that people will like be afraid of like seeing a vulva. It was just like for us. We during the first day we had like one inspiration that was. Just we just thought about it, and it was uh, the Tamagotchi game. I don't know if you remember that one. It oh was, yeah, like, yeah, super, that's right. Yeah, yeah Tamagotchi. It was super get big during the nineties, and it was just like a small plastic eggs <laughs> that you would like, like take in your hands, and you would it would ask like for care, and we wanted to create the same kind of relationship. So we wanted like the clitoris to be cute and like charming and like just being like this adorable creature so which yeah. it is <laughs> <laughs> thanks and we didn't want it to like talk to, like talk to you in like i don't know a language you could learn it's like it it would be like kind of weird having this small creature talking to you in in a in french or in english so we thought about like me make him talk in gibberish so right i have to say that when when i started playing the game the first thing you have to do after you customize your clitoris is that you caress it and as you caress it you move you 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 just move through different steps to please your clitoris but there's one that's tapping so you, you caress it you rub it there's circular motions and there's one where you tap it my my clitoris looked terrified. Like its eyes started to get wide and I legit thought it was scared. <laughs> my poor little baby. And I'm just like, I'm going to back it off a little bit. Sorry, little guy. And, uh, Why I, is it a guy? Or, sorry, I don't know. You're right. It's a little girl. Uh, that's even weird too. <laughs> sorry, this is getting weird. But its eyes looked actually terrified, which I thought I was, I was playing with my clit wrong. <laughs> is that um, on purpose that the eyes look actually... scared or is it happy? I can't tell. There, but there are some moves that uh, unplease it hit because uh, if you touch right in his face, it it, it does like it doesn't like it at all. Okay, so, so I was doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah, my some, clit was not liking the tapping. I was yeah, probably I was like the, aggressively tapping the screen, trying to just get it off, and I just couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't like it. Sandra, did you just say get it off? That's right. because at the very end, there's a big explosive uh, orgasm that looks right. like it just exploded and blood and guts are everywhere. It's really hilarious. I loved it. I thought it was so fun, but I didn't get it. Like I was like, I, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna back off a little bit, and then I had to sweet talk it and get it back to where I needed it to be, just like a real clip. Right. Yeah. Maud, uh, why do you think we don't learn about how to pleasure 
ourselves as females? Is it because why do you think that that happens in school? Like everybody knows how to please a guy. Why is it such a mystery? Um, I think it's it has something to do with the taboo around it, and like I. I could get like super feminist and out there on that matter, but I mean, like there's there's different conception, like of yeah. I think for a long time, for a too long time, sexual, and I'm talking on my behalf on on that particular answer. I, I must say, uh, for like a long time. Um, and like heterosexual relationship were centered about like the like the practical the practical part of it, so like having babies, and not really about the fact that um, it, yeah, it it could be pleaseful for for women and and men as well, and because it 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 is kind of like de facto pleasing for men, uh, yeah, nobody really cared about how it it was for a woman or or yeah i find it kind of interesting that one would assume that it's our basis in religion and christianity where you know baby making that's what sex was for but if Mm -hmm. no matter what you believe in if whatever you believe created human beings if they gave us an organ that was purely meant to be pleasurable Aren't we supposed to know how to use it? <laughs> um, I actually read a thing. Uh, it was uh, on uh, in Lily Boisvert's book. I think she was saying that um, she was quoting someone that uh, this part could actually be like um, kind of kind of important to the mating process. So like being some kind of a natural selection things so women like men would be able to like stimulate like excite well a woman by by using her clitoris could be like a nice potential mate for having baby and like proceeding to penetration so you think that the ones that don't know how to touch us right weren't genetically designed to be with us Maybe <laughs> this this is that's what, like, really interesting. It was kind of interesting, but like I mean, if you think about it, it's like how preliminary. Um, how do you say that in English? Actually, like pheromones, like uh, or no, like the first part of like having a sex relationship where where there's foreplay? no penetration. Yeah, foreplay. Foreplay would be like you know, if foreplay isn't nice, you don't want to pursue it pursue like the right. sexual relation. So it kind of makes sense. If in a perfect world, Maud, who would be playing this game? Uh, everyone. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, I know, but like are you because because you worked in conjunction with the National Film Board, which is so awesome, how how are you getting the word out? Like are you sending this game to school boards and seeing if they're willing to uh, you know, Put this yeah. game on on the on the students' phones. Um, this is something. Okay, so our first target was really like 
20 something women because this is we were actually a team composed of like seven women and one guy and the whole in the whole process we were like are you still okay with like talking about clitoris in your in our project and he was like yeah i'm totally in and He's so a popular they, guy now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he is. <laughs> and so, yeah, we, our, our first target was like us, like people who kind of are like 20 something women, because um, the way we talked about sexuality, because we thought that it was like a nice part of like your sex, sex life. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, you don't know anything and you're like discovering anything. It's more like, oh, you, you kind of know stuff, but you still have like things to discover. So we thought it was a great part. And it's not like, oh, uh, you, you already have baby and maybe your sex life is, isn't really the same as a, as mm-hmm. a 20 year old. And, but at the same time, it's like, it's more like a uh, conversation starter. Like we want people to talk about it and like, from from that game be able to like think about their own like their own sexuality and like learn a bit more and so if if it's interesting for like older men and women or like younger mm-hmm. people i think the aesthetic makes it like more accessible for younger people because it's like super colorful and it's like made out of play-doh and yeah, so well, it's adorable. We, it's we the really most adorable. Like yeah, it sure. Be, it's the most adorable uh, clit I've ever seen. I will say that right now. It's like, sweet. Do you think people should use it as a teaching aid? Like Friday night, you're with the guy you're seeing, and things have been meh. So you hang it on the, the couch and you pull it out, and you're like, so you know, before we do this stuff, try this. <laughs> why not? I mean, why not? It could be, but still. I, I would say that like um, touching a real clitoris is kind of different because usually when you when you play the game, you have like those cell phone reflex you got. So like you you like you're kind of touching a lot with your thumbs and like you're holding the back of the of the cell phone, mm-hmm. which isn't possible like on a no, human body. No, of course body. not. <laughs> and mo- may I also say that my my clit does not make that sound when it's satisfied. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Sometimes I do. (laughs) I know. You know, I think back when when I first started playing this game, and I've been playing it for a couple of weeks now and kind of having a laugh here and there. And I just, I just, I think it's, I think it's fantastic. I couldn't help but think of my sexual history and how the evolution of, you know, the, the men that I have slept with, my lovers, and how in the early days, you know, they just didn't even know about the clit. It was later in my 20s that the guys I was with were even interested in sexually satisfying me and me even thinking that I could take the time to get satisfied. So education mm. plays a big part in this. And I'm I'm almost shocked that it's 2019 and we're still not there. I think it's like we're really happy it's, it's getting launched like now because I think there's like a, a momentum on uh on like so being aware of the clitoris there's like a, a collective an artistic collective and i think it's in france and they are doing like those um like posters of like a 3d version of a clitoris and they're like you can order them online to like be able to like like put them in the streets or like everywhere so there's like uh i think it, 
I think we're getting there. Because pleasure shouldn't be dirty. Like, it's, it's not. No, like, people shouldn't be, like, disgusted about, like, women's sexual organs. Oh, my God. It's one of the few joys we have in life, really, when you think about it. Sexuality, what? you mean? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, orgasm. it's like one of no, the... Not, not sexuality. The actual orgasm itself is one of the few joys we have in life. We should have way more of them. I'm <laughs> just saying. Yeah. And like, or at least we should, le- we should have like the same amount as men do. Exactly. Uh, yeah, that's pretty shocking. So you said early, right off the top that uh, guys are having 85 per- 85% of men are having... No, wait, my numbers are wrong here. It's eight, no, it's 85% of men, yes, are having orgasms the first time they have sex compared to like, you know, 62% of heterosexual women. And does that number yeah, change like, as you, as you, your relationship progresses? D- does it change a lot? Uh, not too much. There are some other like stats about the fact that like during like a first date, I think it's like even worse than that. Let me, let me look it up. It's like, it's like on. Um, it's not good. Yeah. Let me tell oh, you. No, that's too bad. That is too yeah, bad. Like, um, there's there's another studies that say that during a first uh, rendezvous, like thirty one percent of men would have orgasm, while only ten percent of women. Oh my does. god! And on the second rendezvous, it's like um, forty three and seventy seventeen. Sorry. And the third one would be like 64 and 31. We have and a still, long, yeah, yeah. a long climb. Yeah. It was still the same, like something about like 85 for men and 68 for women. So, um, yeah. I just, Mode, I want to thank you for coming on the podcast today and uh, shedding light on the orgasm gap, which I had no idea was even a thing. And it's it's shocking that it is a thing. If anybody wants to play with the clit, uh, what, where do they go? Um, we will have to go uh, on your mobile phone on the website, which is uh, nfb.ca slash clit me in one word. Mm-hmm. Happy rubbing. <laughs> <laughs> it's really cute. There's lots of great information. And I would even say, like, as a parent, y- y- it might be something interesting to introduce to your child because we want our kids to have healthy lives where they don't feel like they have to put somebody else before themselves all the time. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I have teenage boys. So, I mean, I have I wouldn't hesitate. I like to think I have a pretty sex sex positive household. I feel like this is an important game to I mean, they'll giggle and laugh and they'll think it's hilarious. But at, at the end of the day, <laughs> uh, maybe I'm, I'm giving I'm giving them a leg up in life. You know what I mean? <laughs> so to speak. Right, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Maude, thanks so much for joining us today on the Quick and the Dirty podcast. It was a pleasure. Thanks to you. This episode is over, but the conversation doesn't have to be. Follow Hillary and Sandra on social. Instagram at Hillary on Air, at Sandra Kiss 105.3. Twitter at Hillary Welch, at Sandra Kiss 105.3. And on Facebook at Quick and Dirty Podcast. Got a question? Email Hillary and Sandra, thequickandthedirty at gmail.com. Don't forget, you can download the podcast each week to your mobile device to listen offline. Find The Quick and the Dirty on FrequencyPodcastNetwork.com, iTunes, or wherever you download your podcasts.